0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission.
1: Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting radiolamont.com. Since
2: 1923, the world's best automakers and drivers have come to the Circuit de la Sarthe to prove themselves and the automobile. That's true even today, as the theme for the 2015 24 Hours of Le Mans is the future is on the track. Today, live and exclusive, it's Mobile One Radio Le Mans coverage of Test Day. The first official step in the run-up to the world's greatest automobile race. Hello, everyone, live at the circuit on 91.2 FM and around the world on RadioLeMans.com. I'm Jim Roller, pleased to be with you for Test Day for... Le Mans, the world's greatest auto race, as I said before. And joining me today in the booth is going to be Graham Goodwin. We're also going to have uh, a host of guests coming through to join us, Graham. I've got goosebumps. This uh, is, uh, I couldn't believe it. We were here yesterday for picture day and everything else. There were, there were enough fans here that a, a small racetrack in America would have thought they had a good crowd.
3: Uh, I just, I can't stop laughing and giggling. This is, you know, I think my 20th Le Mans this year. And my 15th here in the press room, and I cannot remember looking forward to one more. Um, There was something in the air here uh, this year, Jim. We know what the cars have been like in the early races of the WEC. We've got, we'll talk about the Nissan, I'm sure, at length, but there's a massive, massive buzz here. You're smiling. You've got a grin like a Cheshire cat. (laughs) We're really up for this one, aren't we?
2: Yeah, yeah. This is is the lucky, for me, my first uh, trip to test day. Normally I uh, I show up late but uh this year due to a wonderful 6 week european sojourn i'm able to uh... Un-
3: unrested them
2: yes yes
3: yes well i've been a little been a little and, peckish I lately i, I got mean, a stomach anybody, bug but... anybody that's got a kind of pre-teen child would recognise the look on jim roberts face this morning <laughs> it really is kind of fence hanging stuff and it's that kind of atmosphere this morning should say i mean the weather forecast this morning was clear but it doesn't look as if that's what we got set does it the weather forecast no. said no rain but it went very dark indeed this morning we had a few drops of rain uh, well, just about an hour ago uh, but no sign of that immediately now but I wouldn't be surprised if we got a little bit of well the forecast was for rain this afternoon it was
2: supposed to right. be clear this morning and then rain all afternoon light rain not yep. not a big heavy downpour but right now it's uh, looking uh, uh, if we were, if we were at a, uh, if we were at lords right now um, we wouldn't be very happy well you know it's
3: english cricket we're never very happy <laughs> uh, but uh, it's uh, yeah that aside atmosphere in the paddock is great Atmosphere in pit lane is, if anything, better. Uh, the fans are up for this one. Twitter is going bananas. Uh, sports car racing is motoring.
2: It oh, really it is. really is.
3: It's really on and up. And you know, we've got an awful lot of new to talk about: new drivers, new teams, new cars. Lots of debuts here this year. Uh, we'll come back to, you, I'm sure, with some more facts and figures about that, not just through test day, but of course in the full week's live coverage on Radio Le Mans. Next week for race week, when very many of those listening today will be making their way down here, um, but there's there's always a buzz about Le Mans. This year, I think is going to be special.
2: This year, the buzz is amped up. Fast fever up to pitch, yeah. Fast fever. You know, if you if, if you if if the fever, you'd be in the hospital because this <sighs> is just absolutely fantastic. We have four manufacturers represented here with hybrid technology. All four manufacturers are using a different method to solve the same problem. Absolutely. Nowhere else in motorsport do you find this sort of diversity, this sort of free thinking. This, to me, is now the pinnacle, the the engineering pinnacle of motorsport. And it is unbelievable to me how free-thinking and what innovation we're starting to see. And the track is green. Oh,
3: Ladies it, and gentlemen, baby. we are open for business. we got a couple of happy birthdays to give this morning. Uh, the first one is to Jeff Carter, the FIA media That's... delegate. Uh, Jeff Carter's 95th birthday today. 95 years young, Jeff. <laughs> and the other one I noticed from 8... A fabulous, absolutely fabulous Facebook post this morning from Darren Cox is to Barbara Cox, Darren's mum. Yes, Darren's mum. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mrs. Cox. And Darren pointing out, please don't call between now and uh, and this evening because, as he put it, I've got a business meeting with two Germans and a Japanese.
2: (laughs) Fabulous
3: (laughs) stuff. And that, I think, is the cue, Jim, to talk about the story here this year. It's the Nissan. The Nissan GTR LM Nismo, to give it its... Real name Uber Godzilla is the is the adopted name. <laughs> we don't expect back. we don't expect the car to be absolutely ultimately up to the speed hit. I don't care. It's a three-year program. I don't care. It's a fabulous car. It's it the, the crowds around that car the buzz wow. around that car. I cannot wait to hear that thing at full song Pastors. Mm. We were down in the pit garage yesterday with Jay Adam, who's won uh, the pit lane team here for Mobile One Radio Le Mans, and just everybody's grinning around it and it, it looks fantastic it sounds fantastic that 1990 livery is a stroke of genius and well let's just see what comes from this 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 weekend i think we're going to see some hopefully some solid running uh, i don't think we're going to see what they've actually got uh, in terms of ultimate pace that doesn't matter the fact of the matter is they're here and on very many levels Pace aside for the moment, they've raised the game. They've yes. played a massive part in what's going to be an extraordinary Le Mans 2024.
2: Yes, hours. and everyone is watching them. Everyone is watching them, including in, the competition. In, in a good way, in a bad Absolutely way. Absolutely exactly right. right, and yeah. you know
3: I think that that will play to their to their inner strengths. Green flags flying now around the circuit. First cars coming through. In the first car through to complete a lap is the number 44. Even is racing. Uh, Orica Zero Three 3 3R. This is one of four of the reserve list cars here. 64 cars taking to the track uh, this weekend.
2: That's because we're going to have LMP3 cars and a a couple of cars that uh, actually are not in. There goes uh, the red, white, and blue Gazilla.
3: That's the uh, the the number number 21
2: car. car. The number 9 car comes uh, in after an installation lap. Good segue, Graham. Uh, Let's check in with that pit lane team, starting with Shea Adam.
4: It's been a bit of a chaotic start down here, especially for the rebellion guys. The number 12 had some issues getting away. It made it down to the end of pit out. But then when the green flag flew, they could not get the car refired. So there was a slew of mechanics that ran up that direction. The car did get moving though, but I would expect it will be coming back in given how many of their members are standing out waiting. A lot of people doing in and outs, including all three of the Nissan P1 cars.
3: Well, we can also say uh, history has been made, uh, Jim, because we've got uh, an LMP3 car has actually completed a lap of Le Mans and goes out to complete one, we think, at speed. Now, as very many of the cars, lots of new liveries, including the bicolor LMP1 uh, this weekend pretty with pretty a very dark grey, metallic grey, metal grey livery. Uh, the, the, We've got the, the two rebellions, Shea I'm just mentioning, it'll be, that I'm guessing, the white car that's uh, ground to a halt. One white car, one metallic cherry red car, and the cherry red car has come round to take up its pit stall. But uh, lots of new, we like new, new cars, new liveries, new drivers, rookies, you name it. Another one just it, running by us here. One of the two a very attractive S M P Racing BR-01 which, which from head on look a lot like the Toyotas. Don't they to just? Be, you they have, have to be really careful. careful. Yep. And we'll have, as the broadcast goes forward, a bit of news about LMP2.
2: We'll talk about that a yeah, little later. Great. Let's check in with the other member of our pit road team. That's Joe Bradley.
1: Morning, guys. Uh, here it is, round three of the World Endurance Championship. And uh, one we've been anticipating for quite a while. Uh the excitement's been building for us as well as everyone else here at uh, le mans for the last few days well here it is we've got cars out on track and you mentioned the the new nissan lmp1 and a, a very interested spectator for their first lap out was one not none other than dr ulrich from audi who was up this end of the pit lane on the uh, pit wall but uh, outside of the nissan pit and uh, he was actually, he had an interested look on his face as the cars, the Nissans that is, have rolled in after the all three of their cars have had what looks like an installation lap. Uh, the 21, 22, and 23 cars are now back in their garage, and we spoke to Darren Cox, the head of this program, yesterday, and he said that each car has a list as as long as his body and he's quite tall, so that's a long (laughs) list of stuff to do, and uh, already they're on to it. In fact, let's have a word with uh, someone on the inside. Alex Buncombe, a very interested party on the pit wall, uh, overseeing what's going on. Alex, I saw you with your teammates there, and uh, every single one of you, I don't know if you realised, but you were beaming and inly, smiling and beaming and inly you were.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's just mega to see all three cars out first, and... Just so happy for, you know, everyone involved, the whole team, this and this, where they've done a, a mega job to get these cars out on track. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great sight.
1: Alex, you're a, familiar, uh, you're a familiar voice and a familiar face for me to interview here at Le Mans. And usually you're in a historic thing uh, in the support race. But here you are on the main bill. That must be a fantastic feeling for you.
5: Yeah, for sure. It's uh, fantastic to be here, not just doing, you know, the Le Mans 24 hours, but in, you know... The, the P1 class in a works car is just a, a dream come true. And, uh, yeah, I'm about to hop in the LMP3 car to get my, my mandatory uh, ten, 10 laps done, which is going to be great. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, the guys are going to set the car up. And, uh, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't wait to get out in the P1. It's going to be great.
1: What were you going to be happy with at 6 o'clock tonight?
5: <laughs> you know, I'll be happy if we can get some good, solid running in. You know, at the end of the day, it is a, a test day here today. So, yeah. Uh, you know that's exactly how we'll treat it and we just want to get as many miles on the car as we can and uh just learn really that that's that that's what we're here for today so um yeah it's good when you see your obligatory 10 laps
1: that's not consecutive you can eat those laps up over the course of the day
5: yeah absolutely i can eat those up it it, it doesn't matter whether it's all in the lmp3 or in the p1 so yeah i think i'll uh i'll try and get a few laps done in the p1 car just just at the end of the lunch break so We
1: we spoke to uh, your guys yesterday and we've been told that each car has a list as long as our arms and legs of uh, things to run through. Give our listeners an idea of of one or two of those things that you're going to be going out and testing today.
5: There's lots of different aero parts on the car that we can try, different tyre compounds, brake pad compounds, brake rotor compounds and stuff. So there's, There's just endless things that we can run through that you need to do with a brand new car, which is what we've got, so... Yeah, we're gonna make the most of the day for sure. So uh, I think I think the weather's gonna play a you know, a bit of a part later, so you know it's obviously dry now, so everyone wants to get a bit of running in whilst it's dry. So um yeah, I'm really looking forward to the day.
1: Thanks Alex, thanks Thank for joining us. Cheers, man.
5: So the
2: cars uh, continuing to circulate, we've got uh, many, many right out, and I think Graham, that's because nobody's faffing about because they don't know about the weather. We
3: don't know about the, the weather. But one thing I was going to say uh, is the, the the first quick time we got through. And it's not ultimately quick, but 3:40. Great news, Kazuki Nakajima, who will uh, is is actually been cleared to to, uh, to to run at the test day after that fractured vertebra mm-hmm. and that awful accident at Spa. Kazuki in the car this weekend, and a determination will be made after this weekend. I think we expect him now to race. Yes. Which is great news. Fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, job by the medical guys looking after Kazuki Nakajima. He's had, uh, it's an injection of, basically, glue into the vertebrae. Uh, so they've glued the vertebra back together, superglued it basically, and uh, Kaz says he feels absolutely fine.
2: Gives gorilla glue a whole new meaning.
3: Well, yeah, it really does. But I mean, you know, the, 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 immediately after Spa, we were talking realistically that he might miss not just this race, but potentially even the Nurburgring at the end of August. So that's a fantastic job. It will, however, mean that Kamui Kobayashi, who's here as well as the reserve driver, is probably even more grumpy than usual. <laughs> <laughs> And that's saying something. There you go. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, being asked whether or not we anticipate a lot of fast running this morning, Paul Markart on uh, Twitter this morning, I don't think we're going to see the cars ultimately up to speed. Nissan have got that long, long list. Everybody will have a list to get through. This is not going to be about bragging rights this morning. No. There might be a bit of fast running if we get some, uh, some clear running this afternoon, but my guess is that the guys will be here putting together Tire stints, fuel stints, learning all they can about new packages, learning all they can about the changes to the circuit. We'll talk about that as we move forward. Not major changes, but even minor changes can make Mm -hmm. a difference here. But uh, all in all, it's going to be a busy day for the teams here. Uh, They're going to be very focused on what happens actually on pit lane and in the garage with the data they're getting far more than the ultimate times, I think, today, Jim.
2: And I also think that it is... Less about outright speed in any of this, and also it is more about getting your work done. In talking to Darren Cox yesterday about what the plan was for the Nissan guys today, each of the three cars has its own separate list so that they can get three times as much stuff done And then all of that data will be shared amongst the three cars because they are running themselves as one team so that just kind of illustrates the amount of data gathering that the teams are going to be trying to do here they'll take that back to their respective headquarters they will then assimilate that data and try and come back with something that is closer to what they want absolutely. for race week.
3: And then we start to think about strategy. There'll be crunching numbers in the way in which the Wizard of Woking will now be doing as well. Uh, it's a fine job for, for us, for Delhi Sports Car, for analyzing both Spa and Silverstone to look at the way that it actually might work coming into race week. But you're absolutely right, Jim the very large brained people back at each of the factories will be crunching every number they can get their hands on to see whether or not the sim data they've currently got is correct, and more than that, whether or not there's another advantage they can squeeze out here. There's some clever guys in these cars, there's some even cleverer guys that are actually are sitting uh, behind computer screens and telemetry readouts, not just uh, here at the track, but actually back at the factories. And there
2: has already been thousands of kilometers of testing that these teams have done. Audi, for instance, recently did a four-day test where they took the night off, but they ran all day, all four days consecutively to get miles in, but it isn't here. Yes, This is their only chance to get real-time data from this circuit in this configuration. Everything else is... A close second.
3: And the other thing to say, of course, is that because it's a public road, it is different.
2: You and can it will be simulate, different when
3: they come back. Yeah, you know, you could have all sorts of changes to the surface there. Whether or not there's a ridge where it wasn't last time, or whether or not there's a little bit of oil down or some diesel down on a, yeah, there's all sort of a new bump somewhere. That's one of the beauties of this track, is that it really is different every year. There have been some little bit of resurfacing in places and patches here. We know about the changes to the to the edges of the circuit from down from Mulzan. Uh, down towards uh, Arnage and beyond. There's the new gravel trap, extended gravel trap, on the way into the Porsche curves. We'll see all of that later. Lots for the guys to learn, but at the moment, it is about just getting laps on the cars. Uh, uh, Kazuki Nakajima, by the way, now down to a 3.34 9.75, but Andre Lotro, as I speak, goes quickest with a 3.33 2.25. They're the only two P1 cars currently, Jim, up to speed. We have a couple of P2 cars finishing out the uh, top four. Nathaniel Beton in the 48 car uh, with a 3.53, and Bjorn Verdheim in the, that's the, uh, the Greaves-Gibson with a 356.682 on third and fourth. And then the fifth quickest car is the first of the GT cars. It's Fred Makovicki, here, by the way, listed not just in the number 92 car, which he's done a 403.671, but also in all three of the Porsche P1 cars as now a nominated reserve driver.
2: That's why, because he is a reserve driver, and to be a reserve driver, he will have had to complete some laps in the prototype. So he will be splitting his time today between the GT car and the prototype. To get some of his laps in
3: and it all goes quiet for a moment yes strange that but lots of cars out in circuit probably just as many though on pit road at the moment and a reasonable crowd for what is you know pretty early in the morning here and uh, it's now a very grey day here at Le Mans and I still would not be surprised to see a little bit of rain later or even earlier yeah it was actually uh, we did have some
2: sprinkles when we left the house in Shanghai this morning and that surprised me did uh, the fact that it was gray this morning didn't but the fact that we did get some sprinkles did as I said the forecast was for clear this morning and then rain this afternoon so
3: and I'm waiting for one thing and one thing only I'm gonna be absolutely blunt here I want to see and this past at speed and hear it Because that car sounded loud in the garage yesterday. We can see one Nissan going by. That's the number 75 car, the second of the Ginetta uh, LMP3 cars, told now that sales of that car into double figures. And this is before we hear what the decision is uh, across in the Tudor United Sports Car Championship. The car will test in summer this year.
2: I got to think that they're going to allow that car to run, but you never know. You never know. There are commercial implications that you and I don't get to um, be you know, privy to be on, fair. on was, that was, side of the pond. There especially. was a very
3: solid entry of LMPC cast in the United States mm-hmm. and, and any common sense championship would not give up uh, without an awful lot of reassurance. That level of participation is, you mm-hmm. know, so it's, it's not as simple as new is better uh, when there's a numbers game to be played commercially. So that's right. We will see. Uh, it's Andre Lotterer, by the way, now improving his times, and I think quite a bit. I think we're going to see Andre Lotterer through a minute or two's time to improve his current 3.33, 2.25. All sorts of conversations coming into this weekend about the kind of times we'll see here and for the race as to what the ultimate time will be. The number eight car goes through, goes second quickest, Lucas de Grassi with a 3.34, 5.28 for an Audi one-two at the moment, the very early running. As again, that 1990 livery, Nissan, num 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 num, <laughs> down the pit lane. I haven't seen you this excited since Bentley
2: it. was here. I don't
3: think. I love it. 325.257. <laughs> so the first of what I think we can say is eight the significant times. Let's check back in with our Nismo pit lane team, Shay
2: Adam
4: amongst the many cars sitting on pit lane was the 34. It rolled back down pit lane with no power, so I thought eh, it might be worth checking in. I'll try and find Chris coming or... Uh Maybe Kevin Estra. Oh, no, wait, they're not here yet. It's Lawrence Vantour who's handling all the driving responsibilities this morning. If they can get the car back out, it's smelling very, very hot in this garage at the present time, gentlemen. And they have both the front and rear engine covers off, uh, just putting the front back on now. Lawrence is just getting ready to go back out. The team is actually now closing the doors, so he will be getting more laps out on track. A rookie, of course, but he is no stranger to 24-hour racing, having just won the Nürburgring, which uh, you both got to go to.
2: Um, Shay, what does heat smell like?
4: Uh, it's very hard to describe. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about, though. When something... You mean
2: electrical heat?
4: Like. Um a little bit of electrical heat, but also it's just the engine. You can actually ah, yes. sort of smell the yes. new parts working together and maybe things rubbing up against each other that necessarily shouldn't be that will mm. be shaved down now today Sounds in the like test. It's
2: like a personal problem. Yeah, Terrible. Yeah, Terrible. There you go,
4: Jim. There, way to take it down. <laughs> Thank you, Jim.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm here for you, Shay. <laughs> Shea Adam and Joe Bradley, part of the uh, Nissan uh, Nismo pit lane team for 2015.
3: And it's gonna be a big team here for the race isn't it uh, again for ready le number one readylemon.com exclusive live coverage of the test day all day today all the sessions all the time so 325 257 it isn't going to be a numbers game but of course we'll keep you appraised of that and unfortunately you know what i've well, done it's, it's, I've it's, missed it's... the first nissan through <laughs> <laughs> it's michael Crum has gone through in the number 22 car and uh, so a, that's, number, that's the second thing on the list then, Jim. They've all completed an out-lap. They've had one car complete a lap at speed. Yep. Now, not they're a significant time, of course, 3.53. But uh, that's one job done. And uh, Mikhail goes around for another crack. And while the times, it's... It, don't be confused, dear listener.
2: The times are important, but the times are only significant as they relate to each other in this case because these times don't count for qualifying, they don't count for anything. But it is the the crucible by which racing is measured, so the time is uh, important in that it tells us how successful they are was set up it tells us how hard they may or may not be trying it's a yardstick exactly it's you know exactly. and I think
3: and uh, uh, that's that's you know we, we will keep telling you these things because let's face it we all love it a little bit of speed speed's oh, a good God. thing to have in life yeah. it really is exactly in so very
2: many ways beautiful golf liveried not just an Aston Martin this year but, but a Porsche as well the number 86 car one of the four reserve entries that are here for the weekend. As there are no streaming pictures uh, of this, Graham and I will do our best to Painting give you as much visual ex- uh, looks into the the world of Lamar for 2015, because. Uh, as the corvettes go by in their kind of standard livery normally they change up the livery a little bit for uh Le Mans, but uh, this year it's just uh, slapping the green number 63 and 64 number plates on
3: well we've got we've got all sorts of new colors and liveries the number uh it's the 42 two 43, 43 43 43 is the Saab mirand car with the judd engine badged as a sard although we believe Saab no longer involved directly in that mm. effort but with Bringing back a famous name to sports car racing, Frank Muller watches that people will uh, recall back from the McLaren F1 days and prior to that. But uh, that's an attractive livery. Um, Howl of the number one Toyota as, uh, as that goes through to uh, Kazuki Nakajima. Another 333 for Kaz Nakajima. It's an Audi 1-2 though at the top. 7 and 9 Audis now with Marco Bonanomi uh, in a 333-0. Uh, just a few thousandths quicker than the Toyota. And uh, goes through again to get uh, 330.4 now for Marco Bonanomi. So Audi one two. Um, lots of new. We like new, new cars as we said before. The Nissan is the is the biggest story I guess there. But the, e,
2: but e, but the Porsche and the Audis coming here. new near, too,
3: brand new. Porsche um, running to eight megajoules this year. With, absolutely.
2: And, and with new. We'll liveries, talk about of course.
3: megajoules later when Sam Collins joins us. Uh, absolutely. And with new liveries for the Porsches of course. There goes the 22 car buy. Uh, And that is Mikael Krum. He goes down to 3.51 now and bringing the times down steadily. Uh, New Toyota, Spectre Toyota, the TSO40 this year. Sticks, of course, with six megajoules, but they're here with a new aero kit for Le Mans. Watch that team. They've been written off coming into this race, not so sure at all. Their only weak point, as far as I can see here, is two rather than three cars. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'll say it right here and now. I think there's every possibility that this might be the only race that to win this year.
2: Wow, out on a limb, Graham, go. Graham Goodwin. Good um, for you. I think for they, you. I like I th- a bold prediction.
3: <laughs> I think they look very strong coming into to the Le Mans 24 Hours. I think they, uh, they they can certainly run at speed. Not ultimately, we don't believe at the speed of the um, the Nissan. Sorry, the, of the Audi and the uh, and the Porsches, but they're certainly going to be quick enough to stick with the leading pack or stick on that lead lap they can stay up the pits while others don't then I think they could spring something here. Gutted they were not to bring back a race they believe, and many believe they should have won last year after that fire in the car with the data logger uh, Hmm. last year uh, the number 7 car whilst leading comfortably they're coming back with a lot more corporate backing now, three years commitment now to sports car racing from this LMP1 programme with an enhanced package they know they've not taken as big a step as the other two uh, full season factory teams we've seen so far but i think they come here quietly looking strong they'll they'll be talking down their efforts as a 23 car second nissan comes through to make uh, its first flying lap uh, slower lap though for that car that's not shown up on timing and scoring yet uh, but look out for tota as well as the audi and the porsche have doled out what kind of entertainment the first two Woo-hoo. races of this year? I mean, uh, John Heindorf and I, plus the Radio Le Mans teams, I think have been clawing at the windows to get out and watch them. It's I'm been, surprised John hasn't. John's head hasn't exploded. It, it did. It's had to be reattached. Oh, it, it, it was reattached. Uh, it, it was okay. very messy in that commentary booth. Yeah. But it's been, you know, we, we said at the end of last season, John and I, on the plane the way back, We've just seen at Interlagos the best six-hour race we either of us ever seen. It's now the third best. Mm. It's It's been a fantastic step forward this year.
2: Yes, both Silverstone and Spa were absolutely scintillating races. And it was, again, we talked diversity earlier. At Silverstone, it was the Audi, blindingly fast, too, oh, the yeah. twisty bits. Oh, yeah. And Porsche having the legs on the straightaways. Oh, yeah. At Spa, Audi came with the aero kit that they were prepping for here, and things were a little bit different. They were much closer, which just made the racing better, and it was just hammer and tong the whole six hours, and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Let's head down to uh, our Nismo pit lane team, Shay Adam
4: julian canal you're taking pictures of your car instead of driving it why is it still in the garage
6: uh, for me it's uh, every ride special in my is my uh sixth participation and uh, it's uh, a moment uh, with a lot of emotion the the first the first lap the first picture we we expect uh, that we have a good day
4: when will you get out onto the track
6: I just did uh, the one lap out in to, to test the car and just to see how is the track. The track is very dusty, so, so we wait a little bit to, to have a, a very good t- track to, um, to begin our test.
4: New co-drivers this year. How are you gelling with the G-Drive team?
6: For me, it's a, it's a big surprise, a big good surprise, because um, Olivier Plat, the Nissan driver in MP1, is a very good friend of me. And uh, Sam is—it's uh, a very good surprise because he's so so fast. He was a F1 uh, driver, and he's and he's very sympathetic. So it's very good for me.
4: You've won this race three times before. Can you do it again this year? I think so. He says with a devilish smile on his face, "Julian, thank you. Good luck, and hope that instead of taking pictures, you get to drive soon." Merci. Thank you
2: those victories of course coming as graham points out to me in 2010 11 and 12 on the trot so in 2013 a fifth place finish and of course last year unfortunately uh the, the dnf with the, the g drive morgan
3: first yellow flag of the uh, the day jim zone 11 will keep uh, an eye on exactly where that is on track in just a little wee while i expect as well by the way that we will see the various safety systems being tested out during these sessions so we will at some point, I'm sure, see uh, the slow zones. The full course yellows brought in. New slow zones this year. New shorter slow zones gives more, uh, more. Uh, it gives more predictability, more controllability to the track. Hearing from Shay down in pit I think we've got a little bit of rain on the pit. Yeah, straight. a little
2: sprinkling, she says.
3: It's car 44 that's had a spin in zone 11 that is the uh, second of the Ibanez racing teams numerically the first but realistically the second it's the one on the reserve list the 45 car is the car in for the uh, race proper 23 goes through and that's Olivier Pla with a 355 570 quickest of the Nissans at the moment is the 22 car 351 and still Ultimately the quickest Andre Lotter that 325. Second quickest now though, first the Porsche's. First time we've seen a uh, a competitive lap time in the current conditions from Porsche. It's Timo Bernard. It is Timo time and it's 328-302 from the number 17 car. Getting into its rhythm this morning, isn't it? It's uh, reasonably quick running for this early. Sub 330. It's not that long ago, remember when there was a line that should not be crossed of 330 here at the Ooh,
2: moment that's right
3: and uh... Much the talk line you shall not cross more, more much talk okay, was made this is
2: the new line you that shall the
3: world cross. would fall <laughs> off its axis should a car oh. drop below, below 330, uh, 330 it didn't happen though there way. was talk of people having to sprint with red flags in front of cars <laughs> uh... they went under 330 and uh, dire consequences were threatened by the aco and here we are talking about 325 not being uh, that quick Yeah. <laughs> team Bernard pops to again it's a 330.5 for him this time that's about the kind of current pace we've got uh 325 328 then a couple of cars in the 330s it's uh audi porsche audi audi porsche toyota toyota spread with those seven cars at the moment is what uh nine and a half seconds which is a lot Sounds a lot, but remember, it's again one of those endurance events here where you have to reset your clock, don't you? Mm. You know, Jim, you're with us at uh, the Nurburgring. That's one where you've got to thoroughly reset your oh. clock. Slightly easier this year, having sector times. That was nice. Yes. But, um, you know, it's, it's great to see. Well, the other bits of new just went by. Uh, it's a new livery that we'll only see here. It's the Rolling Stone livery, Rolling Stone on the magazine, on the, uh, on the ESM cars oh, On the
2: ESM cars, With
3: their, right. their liges that debuted uh, at Spa, of course. Didn't find out whether or not that's a reflective livery. If it is, that's going to be an all-time great.
2: We were wondering if it might be glow in the oh, dark, which would if be it even does, better. That would be yeah. very
3: cool. Yeah. Plays heavy metal as it comes by. <laughs> we wish... So it'll explain why the change of livery, caused course, Tequila Patron uh, ESM, uh, sponsored, of course, by the adult beverage of that name. And that's verboten here in France. You cannot advertise uh, alcoholic drinks. So, unfortunately, for the team, but fortunately for everybody that's a lover of one-off liveries, in fact, two off in this case, because there's two Tequila Patron ESM uh, Ligier. Ness- I need Ligier HPDs, I apologise. And, uh, a very attractive black and white. I think we'll call it, but it's it's better than that. It's better than that sounds. Yes. John Hindoff, of course, a massive fan of black and white.
7: <laughs>
3: Not. I can just feel him running across the Atlantic as I speak. <laughs> Deliver a well timed punch to the when jaw. He, when he finds out. <laughs> That will be... Uh... Oh, I'll be getting tweeted any moment now. Oh, yeah, now.
2: yeah, exactly.
3: Don't joke about that, Goodwin. <laughs> it will be. Some things are off limits.
2: Oh, absolutely. Oh. They both stayed up this year, though. Let's go to Joe Bradley. What was that, Joe?
1: Just saying he doesn't have to... Uh, oh, sorry, I forgot he got his support team here, <laughs> I'll be up shortly. <laughs>
0: And I'm well,
7: standing. I'm
2: standing next to something exactly, that's Exactly, that's right. He doesn't know how much red and white kit's in my suitcase. You know, there's there, some years ago there was a the, 75% off sale. Can the, you imagine no, what we did <laughs> in <with> that shop?
3: <laughs> there was and that little avatar of Mr Hindoff in a celebrity yes. match at Sunderland in a yes. Sunderland kit. Yes. And I did ask one of the daily sports car photographers you to retouch didn't. that into oh. black and white and then thought better of it.
1: Yeah, good <laughs> so, some,
3: some, some career decisions are...
1: And that's why uh-huh. you're sitting there, Grim. <laughs> 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 that would have been a great career move.
2: <laughs> that's what I just said. Career decisions you don't even realise that you're making at the time.
3: That's uh, going bonkers, as we said a little earlier. Uh, uh, something we, we actually had a play with yesterday um, whilst uh, in a slightly idle moment at the desk... Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, if you have a quick look at my Twitter feed this morning, DSC Editor, have a quick look uh, this morning, there's a link to a Twitter list of all the participating drivers here, teams, manufacturers, several of the news outlets um, and some other key accounts. Uh, Subscribe to that Twitter list, pop up your tweet deck. You can interact, of course, with us here in the studio and with, I know, Eve's out there and, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, making our way through a vast array of interaction. But uh, have a look at that, and that will keep you abreast of what's happening this weekend and through race week as well.
2: That's right. And uh, you can, various uh, Twitter handles, there's uh, at specutainment for John, at Radio Le Mans for uh, Eve. I'm uh, J Roller, LM24. Gearbox Girl. Gearbox Girl, Gearbox girl, for, girl for, for, Shea. for Shea
3: Adam. At DSC Editor and at DSA Race Live for Daily Sports Car this morning. Live at Le Mans. Hashtag live at Le Mans. Yes.
2: And at bratters 3078 Thank you, Joe. I was just going to ask you for that. So that's where you can that's where you can find all of us. Uh, my tweet deck is up, so uh, if you uh, have a question or comment, send it along. I'm not as uh, proficient at uh, responding and talking as. Uh, John and others of the team are, but uh, I'll do my best to... uh...
3: We will be tweeting the obligatory now, um, Team Selfie, in just a moment. So I'll pop that one up in just a moment. Uh, You can get to see just how less attractive we all are than Shay.
2: (laughs) That's why we're... Yes,
7: exactly. (laughs)
3: That's why we put her in the back.
2: (laughs) Otherwise, she wouldn't look at the rest of us. The other unique thing that I really enjoy about coming here is hearing the French PA when it does get quiet. There's just something about. There's just something about that that is uh, that is that is so Lamar. I think it's. So,
3: I mean, I speak a little can... French, but because we're slightly tuned out from it, they could be telling us of a, a massive, mm. you know, event out on track. All that the toilets are blocked. But I would not mind. And.
1: And guys, at this stage of the proceedings, with only 35 minutes gone in this, what is a four-hour four session this morning, everything very calm, everything very kind of to program in the pit lane, up and down the pit lane as I've walked up and down it. Um, everyone just going through the motions of their program. Now, the thing about Testy is, after lunch, and especially today with the weather forecast, we might see an element of urgency starting to creep in as the as the clock ticks especially what we look out for are teams who haven't gotten their drivers through their obligatory ten laps for instance and the pressure becomes ever ever greater as the uh, as the clock ticks towards that 6pm cut off so we'll keep an eye on things but right now you know I'm not getting excited because I've seen a car in the garage for 20 minutes or so because we're seeing all sorts of things being tried and tested you know, different aero pro, uh, aero setups, different bodywork pieces as it, the car may not be in the garage but the garage is filled with different nose uh, configurations and different rear wing configurations etc so right now everything the programme it seems up and down the pit lane no dramas and as I've said that, let's wait and see what happens
2: Joe, you're a former team manager. If it is raining this afternoon, what do you think is the cutoff as far as how much you may go out? Is it going to be based on how hard it's raining, or is it going to be based on what you've got done on your checklist?
1: It's going to, well, you, all, you also want to see how your car runs in the wet with regards to. This place, uh, th- this place, and in regards to the aerodynamics, especially on a prototype, uh, you might be, for instance, with the the colder temperature, you might be overcooling things, so you may have to take bits of ducting off and reroute air and etc. etc. So you do want to do some wet running. If it's really, really wet, you're not going to risk anything. Uh, would be my would be my guess. Um, but if it's wet. Not torrential, but just a nice wet track with you know some plumes of spray. You are going to need to do some running, but you're not going to just plod round and round and round in the wet and risk everything.
3: Uh, some more times coming in, we've got a new quickest time of the day so far, gentlemen. It's a 3.23.945 from Timo Bernard, and it's now a Porsche 1 2 because Neil, uh, Neil Jenny has gone through in a 325 So from an early doors Audi 1-2. It's now Porsche to the 4. 17 from 18, 7, 9, 8, 2, 12, 19. House, you might say. <laughs> uh, Nico Hulkenberg, by the way, uh, now lapping in the number 19 car, the number 19 Porsche. Let's go back to Joe Bradley.
1: I'm at the Jota Sport pit, and uh, I'm going to see... I'm going to stretch the uh, the wire, Jim, and see if we can get to the back of the pit where I can talk to Simon Dolan. Who's sitting very very cool like at the back of the garage simon that's a very cool pause you have there everything going to plan
0: yeah i mean the uh the goal of the moment is just to get mitch's 10 laps done um and then i'm going to be out after him and then oliver just to really just to get up to speed and um, figure out which way to go and stuff so um yeah it seems to be
1: going final to a plan Weather forecast for rain this afternoon. We've just been speculating as to just what the point is of just plodding round in the wet. What's your guys' thoughts on uh, plodding round in the wet?
0: Well, I mean, it's going to rain at Le Mans, more than likely, during the race. i going to say it, it always rains at Le Mans. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and so I think any, uh, I don't think it's so much a data thing, so much as just the drivers getting a bit more confidence with, um, you know, with driving around in the wet and figuring out which way to, uh, you know, what to do, with the best tactics maybe with the GT traffic and um, and the P1 cars and so on. It's just all about experience for us. And so, yeah, whilst you don't really want to be plodding around, there's certainly a value in going out and doing some laps in the wet, if indeed it rains, because we know how quick it's going to uh, it changes here. Yeah. Simon, you know the secret
1: of uh, doing well here. What is that secret?
0: Keeping going round and round and stand out of trouble. Um, it's very often not the... I don't think it's ever the fastest car that wins at Le Mans. It's always the one that can keep going consistently. Um, and we know that, you know, reliability is key, which is um, why it's so important to have such a great team around you. You know, everybody genuinely does play a part here. Um, so, yeah, it is. It, the secret is going round and round, That if you can do
1: it quickly, well, all well and good. You heard it here first from Simon Dorland. Thanks, Simon. Uh, sounds quite simple, really, doesn't it?
2: Well, Joe, the other thing that I find interesting, when someone says you have to complete 10 laps, everybody thinks, oh, that's nothing. That's 40
1: minutes.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's a lot that's, of running.
1: That's why the clock at nice. Le Mans just slips away. You've, oh, four hours, followed by another, what, three hours? Four. Oh, no, four followed four. by another four hours. Eight hours. Ah, oh, doddle. No, 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 the clock, we're in a different time zone. I know you guys... Mentioned it last uh, a couple of weeks ago. We uh, we had to recalibrate our heads for the Nordschleife, um, and it's a similar thing here. It's not a conventional um, one minute thirty lap. It's a you know a, th- a, a, a three minute lap here, so and a four minute lap if you're in a GT car. So you know the clock just eats away through those laps, and uh, before you know it. It's like, oh, my God, we've only got 30 minutes to go and we've got four hours of uh, testing to do.
3: Uh, That's it, and that's why it is important to have the big brain people at the back of that garage keeping an eye on that to-do list, and they will be ticking off the things to do in a pretty rapid fashion at this point, I'd have thought. Some pretty simple stuff they can get done early, but after that, it's the hard grind. It is about, uh, you know, what can you do on the tyres, what can you do on the fuel. It is about making sure the guys are drilled in pit lane. There's all sorts of things on that list, as the guys were talking to us earlier about. Great to hear from Simon Dolan down at Jota, of course. Winners last year in the hotly contested uh, LMP2 class, bringing the Gibson name to Le Mans for the first time. This team plus the Greaves motorsport team. And uh, good to see Bill Gibson's name on the front of the cars that he's been building for, well, since God was a lad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. And, uh, you know, Gibson, one of a number of... Um, You'd faculties. be popular with the creationists in the United States. That, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i be going back there anytime soon. Lucky my Esther's actually just expired. But... Uh, Didn't mean it. Didn't mean it. Esther? Easter? Yeah, no, no, let's not go there. <laughs> Lucas Degrassi pops up second quickest, 324.740. Nico Hulkenberg though I think is about to improve. Uh, we expect uh, Nico through any moment now on the number 19 Porsche. It's now Audi 17 car on pit row, Timo Bernhard having set that 323.9. Then Lucas Degrassi with a 324.7, then a 325.0 and uh, we wait now, that's the number 9 car goes through and, and an improvement there. Marco Bolanomi goes fifth quickest. But it's the Porsche that I've got my eyes on here. Um, and I'm waiting to see. It's a long third sector, of course. Here. A couple of, well, just about, about 100 seconds, uh, but about a minute and a half, actually, for a quick run. There goes the 19. Does improve. 325.5 for Nico Hulkenberg. Good effort early on from the, let's not forget, current Formula 1 driver. Uh, so the times are... Not necessarily coming down in leaps and bounds, but what is happening here, Jim, is that the times are equalising, rather. So the gap between the factory cars is coming down, Uh, with the exception of the two Toyotas, who are certainly not running yet at speed. They've not broken 330 yet. The six cars that we've seen through at speed, so the three Audis and three Porsches, separated by just 2.1 seconds. And that's exactly what you would expect
2: from test day. Yep. I don't think unless we have some clean, uh, dry running this afternoon, we're going to really see what people have until Wednesday evening of race week. I think this will be just running to a plan. Absolutely. We may see if it's a real threat of rain, we may see some quick laps at the end of this four-hour session. Remember, it's there's three hours and 15 minutes remaining in this session. It's from... From nine until one, then they take an hour break from one until two. They get time and, off.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, good grief!
2: And then from two to six is the final four-hour session. So Damn, it's not like the old days. <laughs> Uh, One thing to point out, Rebellion. Eighth quickest, which is about where you're going to see them for the rest of the week. But this is the
3: first time we've set eyes on this car. With the AAR engine and all the work that's been done down in Orica to adapt the car for that. 332 uh, for that. Splits the Toyotas at the moment. Mataz Besh aboard the number 12 car at the moment. 13 car some way further down the order. 25th quickest on an outlap at the moment with Daniel Apt aboard. Quick moment for P2. Uh, Paul Loup-Chattan has gone quickest uh, at the moment in the number 36, the Signatech Alpine. Mitch Evans is aboard that Gibson we heard about a little earlier. Second quickest for the Jota team. Uh, both those cars in the 344s, as is the number 34 Ligier uh, Honda that uh, spelt a bit hot earlier. But Tour is the one man here at uh, the circuit this morning for that team with Estra and uh, Chris Cumming, isn't it, uh, on the way over now to join in the fun a little later. So those three cars, your top three, all in the 344s, uh, with Bjorn on uh, Pit Road at the moment, in the second Gibson, the 41 car. Um, so pretty close call between the P2 cars at the moment. GT, meanwhile, Jim, it's led by... Oh, it's that American car. Hmm. With that British man in it. the tall guy. <laughs> yes. Olivier Gavin, yeah, Yardley Hastings, most famous race car driver. Absolutely, just over the four minutes at the moment is the marker for GTE. It's the number 64, and yes, they are back running 63 and 64, 64. this year. Yep. Oliver Gavin, a four minutes point zero two two. Second quickest in GT at the moment is an Amcart, Matteo Cressoni. Uh, fabulously named Matteo Cressoni 4 minutes .677 for the number 61 AF Corsa car now, and then uh, Porsche with uh, Frank Makovicki which you talked about and then the other
2: Corvette with Jan Magnuson the car that's actually leading the Tudor United Sports Car GT Championship
3: and uh, lest we forget there are P3 cars out there the first of the two P3 cars at the moment out on track at the moment in the hands of uh, Zagia uh, Matsuda of course one of the uh the debutants uh, for the Nissan P one team here and he's there in amongst the leading group of GTE cars at the moment. Lawrence Tomlinson on pit road in the second car, the seventy four car. Um in, in what's it it's in the uh, in the forties, isn't he? I don't mean Lawrence, I mean the car's time. <laughs> yes. Four oh nine. Uh, 409 Four, the yeah, quickest time. 409, yep. Thank uh, you. And so far 54 cars have completed a lap at speed. Still seen a few improvements though and uh, we're beginning I think to see the rhythm of the morning here Jim. Uh, that's kind of sub 3.30 time is sort of where I think we expected them to be. Not particularly expecting heroics this early on. Siger Matsuda's time, by the way, or rather the 75 cars' time is a 402 712. So a couple of seconds off the lead GT Pro Pro cars here. No specific Le Mans Aero course for the Ginetta Nissan. Right. So, you know, they've not got the advantage here that the P2 cars have because they can run a specific Le Mans Aero here. And we've seen a few of those packages for the first time, not least on the Stratka
2: Dome. And that's another... Class, as you said last year, was so hotly contested. It's going to be as equally hotly contested this year, and there are some new, some new elements in in P2 as well. As we said, the, the, seeing the SMP, uh, we've got what four different uh, chassis manufacturers well, with
3: Gibson and four, Alpine it's and, a, it's and what it's, Lige, it's a Lige, Orica. Or- there's the Morgan, which is another on-road yeah. the product. Mm-hmm. There's Gibson. There's Dome. There's the SMP car, so that's five, and I've got a funny feeling we've forgotten one. Um, but it's you know it's great. We would have had, of course, the HPD, uh, were it not mm-hmm. for the problems that that car's actually had. So, you know, um, there's two versions of Orica, of course, with the two new Orica 05s here in the hands of KCMG and uh, the uh, Terrier by TDS Racing car, that uh, one last time out at uh, Imola in the European Le Mans series. So, real variety, in the LMP2 class and what I think the spectators are going to say we've said this before on uh, Radio Le Mans, on mobile on Lamont.com here at uh, the, the Le Mans test day that I think the spectators got a treat here because we've got a very much more colorful grid this year as well some cracking liveries across uh, this grid and not least in LMP2 everything from pink to metallic blue and all points in between uh, this year and I think that does raise the bar it helps Everybody apart from Andy Blackmore, actually. Uh, (laughs) Andy's had to get out his gel pens for Mm. this one. And uh, I think we're going to see the first iteration of Andy's uh, Le Mans Spotter's Guide, um, sponsored, I think, this year by Nismo. and I And backed by mobile1radioleman.com, Daily Sportsco and others, and much valued by not just spectators, but you'll find it on most of the pit lane, the prat perches here, too. Uh, That will be out before most people leave for the Le Mans 24 Hours in the middle of part next week.
2: We have them up all over our booth, of
3: course. Nico Hülkenberg, second quickest now, 324, 147, Jim, uh, for that car. So 323, 324, 324, it's Porsche, Porsche, Audi, uh, as we come towards the end, another nine minutes before the end of the first hour of running. It's been an hour of running. At the Le Mans test day. The clock waits for no man, as Joe Bradley said. That's exactly what Joe was talking about. It just creeps up on you. And, you know, and away we go with uh, 51 minutes of running already on the books. Top nine cars on the timing and scoring are those P1 cars. Then we get into the P2s with a smattering of P1s amongst them, the CLM. Uh, the Baikalis car in that new as Jim Roller correctly described gunmetal grey livery 13th quickest behind the top 3 uh, P2s then we've got the first 2 of the Nissans down uh, well, 1 in 19th position Livier Pla breaks for the 350 in the number 23 car the 22 car just a couple of seconds back uh, just outside the top 23 51 for that car they have completed 6 laps each and as I say that, Daniel Abt in, uh, puts in a big improvement in the 13 car. Doesn't quite crack through the lead P2s, but gets ahead of the CLM. And uh, now with an improvement from Matthias Besh to a 330.5, uh, puts that car ahead of both the Toyotas. So that's that's good form. They've got to feel car. good about that. Well, they reckoned um, uh, yesterday, uh, my colleague Stephen Kilby uh, from, from Delhi Sports Car went down for a quick briefing on the, the mm-hmm. car. 330.5 uh, for that car. They reckon something like 1.6% improvement in speed with the uh, the new package they've got with the AAR engine and the associated changes to the car.
2: Let's go back to our Nismo pit lane team, Shea Adam.
4: Matt Griffin, you have been out on track already. We've been hearing from a few people that it's really dirty. Did you find it that way as well?
8: Yeah, it's it's the track is. You know, this is my fourth Le Mans, and it's the dirtiest I've ever experienced the track. So, uh, you know, the consequence of that is that your car will feel horrible. And uh, yeah, you know, my, my car felt horrible. But so we're just going to wait for the track to improve. Uh, we sent Alex Mortimer out now because uh, it's his first Le Mans, so he has to do his ten laps. So he can trundle around, do his ten laps. Uh, I think we have a little bit of work to do on our 55 car um, to make the thing the way I want it really for, for the dry. So we're just hoping that this, uh, the weather that we're all expecting holes off of it so we can do a bit of dry work but uh, you know as always Shay, it's really really great to be back at le mans and uh, we're just trying to work in a constructive way to make our car fast and uh, consistent for when we come back here in two weeks time
4: so it's a bit of rookie hazing you've got going on now let the new guy go out while the track is really dirty
8: yeah i, I want him to experience it at his worst so it frightens him a bit and he's, he has a bit more respect for the place uh, no w- w- the best thing to do is get get the 10 laps of Alex done um you know, unfortunately, yeah, he, he's experienced the track and probably the car at its worst. But once he's got his 10 laps done, then we can relax and we can we can push on and, and go through our program, which we have mapped out anyway.
4: Some changes to the track, namely Porsche curves. How did you find that today?
8: Yeah, good. I mean, you know, it's funny. I was speaking to a lot of the drivers and obviously they, they've taken the grass away, which is a good thing. Because if you make a bit of a mistake, it means that you're uh, last year, if you made a bit of a mistake in the Porsche curve, um, a million percent you're in the wall and the is destroyed now obviously that's not the case uh, the only worry i have is that uh, you know in years gone past the, the lmp ones if they didn't pass you into uh, porsche one they really had to wait until the the porsche four which is the right hander now, now with a bit of extra runoff i'm a bit worried that they're gonna have a have a go at passing us through porsche two and three which for us in gt cars is absolutely maximum commitment but uh, hopefully they're gonna be sensible I know lmp1 drivers and sensible don't often go together but i'm from our gt point of view we we're hoping for that um but yeah i mean overall i, I think it's a, it's an advantage
4: i'm not going to name any names but i was talking to a p1 driver yesterday who said exactly that if the door is open to go through there that is an opportunity do you think that's actually made the track more dangerous uh,
8: i think potentially yeah because the thing is for us yeah now there's more runoff but for a gt car Without the the amount of aero, uh, we are absolutely on our limit through there. I mean, for for LMP1 car, it's easy flat. Like Porsche two and three are easy flat. For us, we're absolutely at our maximum to go through there flat. So if a, if a P1 car does put his nose up the inside, we have the choice either to turn in, crash crash him, hit him, or not turn in and maybe go into the wall anyway. Um, So it's a difficult one. I mean, you know, the the race is 24 hours. So, uh, you know, what I don't want to see is the, is an LMP one car lunging up the inside of me into Porsche two and three. Um, But you know, I can't control what they do. So just have to look after myself.
4: Well, if you guys have wondered why you hadn't heard from me for a while, it's because I've wandered into what I'm calling Ferrari-landia. There are, what, eight cars in this core section of garage this weekend. How does that complicate things for you and your team trying to work through for the actual race? I I mean,
8: not much, to be honest. Uh, It makes it a bit more difficult, you know getting out on track and coming into our pit box but it doesn't really affect our job uh, i mean af course is a fantastic organization uh, obviously working very closely with ferrari and to come here with the amount of cars um is fantastic i mean i, I really think that uh, the world endurance championship should be known as the the wex af course to be honest because i think last year af had nine cars total at le mans so uh for, for me personally, it's it's amazing uh, to be involved with an organization like A. F. of course, uh, and the fact that we're running so many cars in test day, it doesn't affect me and, and the job that we're trying to do with our 55 car.
4: Do you guys share setups at all?
8: We, we like to, but sometimes see the engineers are competitive themselves. So, you know, if, if a driver finds something on track, often he doesn't want to let another driver who's not within his team know, and the engineers are a little bit the same, and um, But, uh, you know, it's something that I push for within this team is openness on setup, which is, I think, as open as you can get in a competitive environment, to be honest.
4: Well, best of luck to you today and uh, hope it gets a little bit cleaner out there before you have to go back
8: out. Brilliant. Thanks, Shay. Bye. Shay, Adam, uh,
2: part of our uh, NISMO pit lane team and uh, the other member of that pit lane team is Joe Bradley and I think he has a Murphy moment.
1: Yeah, I've just been... No, no, Greg, you'll do. We'll wait for... Him do well. I'm big. Come down to Murphy Prototypes, Who's watching the the programme that the 48 LMP2 car is going through. I'm with Greg Murphy, the man behind Murphy Prototypes, you you can guess that by the name. Greg, here you are doing it again, you obviously enjoy pain.
7: Yeah, I remember this conversation we had this time last year. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. they are getting older and older and older it seems now, it's great, it's great to be back. Um, I didn't say that as I got on the flight there a couple of days ago, but yeah, it's great to be back. Uh, the car seems competitive. We thought it would be. Oracle had a big step forward last year with Le Bon kit. And it's really worked for us. So, yeah, it's so far so good, you know. Tell us a little bit about your drivers this year. Yeah, we've Mark Patterson back, who you remember drove for us uh, when Brendan Hartley was uh, driving for us with Caron. Uh, so we have him back and off the fresh from a podium in, in Imola. Uh, we've Nathaniel Berton, who I call the pride of France, who, uh, yeah, he looks like he's a proper driver here. And, uh, you know, he's been with us, obviously, for a while as well. And... He's progressed and progressed and progressed, and um, he's a great kid. And uh, then Karun Chandhok, who you know I've waxed about on Radio Le Mans before. But then he made a liar of me last year by smashing my car twice in two days. So uh, no we I think we have a really good balance. Karun is a great team player. Nathaniel is kind of the young, quick guy. And uh, Karun's seen a few of them come and go before, so he's well used to that. And Mark is obviously the silver. So uh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy to have around. And, his driving is just improving and improving and improving and improving all the time, and yeah, he's an incredible guy, a very impressive guy. So yeah, we're a happy camp here, and uh, we think we've a reliable car, and um, it seems reasonably fast. So <clears throat> we're just going to try and keep going round and round and round and see what happens, you know. It's a strong Peter. It's a strong P2 class as ever, and you're a
1: stalwart of P2. Is this perhaps one of the strongest years, if not the strongest year, in the class that you've seen?
7: Yeah, I looked under the bed for a hundred million this morning, and I couldn't find it. So I think I'll be a stalwart of LMP2 for a while to come. It's a great class, um, you know. Uh, what I love is the open top and the closed top, and the, where one gains, the other loses. And I think it's really in the spirit of Le Mans, right? It's it's different thought process, is different. So for me, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know that's not the. what's going on so I love it I think LMP2 could not be in a healthier state and uh, I'll hate to lose all these open top cars we're all sports car fans and I think it's what we want to see so look we want to compete this is the regulations of the regulations and we'll uh, we'll strive to do deals to try and stay alive and uh, you know that's the name of the game as you well know so I know, Greg. Thanks very much. You wouldn't believe it, but we're coming up to the top of the first hour
1: already in this 4-hour session. The clock does tick quite quickly here at Le Mans. Thanks again. again. Thanks, Greg. Greg Murphy there from uh, the number 40 at Murphy prototype team.
2: And before uh, Graham uh, Graham, uh, Goodwin, who... uh, the on the the younger, (laughs) less good-looking one. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Good morning, Graham. I'm sure you're listening. Yeah, has
3: to run off and do uh, some other things. Quick word, we've had a big shake-up at at, the top. We have. We've got a new fastest time of the session. Actually, that initially went to Andre Lottre, who put in a 322.9. Then beaten almost immediately by almost a full second by Neil Jani, who's gone to the top in the number 18 Porsche. And then Marco Bonanomi went second in 322.3, so it's now 18 Porsche, Neil Jani, uh, Marco Bonanomi in the number nine Audi ahead of his teammate Andre Lotterer in the seven, then the 17 Porsche, then the eight Audi, the 19 Porsche are your top six with the two Toyotas now back ahead of the number 12 rebellion. so that's uh, looking ni- uh, nicely poised laurels van Ture, by the way is now top of the heap in lmp2 in the number 34 uh, oak racing ligier honda before i take my leave of you though let's just pick up on something that uh, that we just heard greg murphy talking about which is this change that's coming we'll hear about it more in le mans week to the 2017 lmp2 two regulations mm. lots of news breaking about that uh, lots yesterday picked up by Delhi Sports Car and we can tell you now, uh, number one, there is at the moment an ex- uh, the stage one of the selection process for f- still proposed for chassis manufacturers for 2017 to 2020 inclusive. That is the proposal at the moment from the FIA, from the ACO and from IMSA and having done trawled through all of the manufacturers that are here and having taken some views from some that aren't, I can tell you the following of the manufacturers we've got here Gibson actively uh, considering submitting an expression of interest to be one of those four Oak Ligier will submit uh, an expression of interest as will Orica SMP Racing with the BR engineering uh, outfits uh, will submit an a, a expression of interest Dome will not be submitting an expression of interest so very sadly that for the time being looks like that that, that once this car has served its time this is 2017 we're talking uh, once it serves its time, that that car will be possibly the last of the line for Dome. Beyond that, though, there is some some further exciting news, which is, amongst other potential players, we believe Delara are believed to be considering submission of an expression of interest. Janetta, Janetta will submit an expression of interest for an all-new coupe design that is already in an advanced stage. HPD we know and uh, uh, be interested in submitting the expression of interest we do need to catch up with HPD though because there is specific exclusion for any manufacturer that has a link a solid link to an OEM to a major manufacturer uh, Wolf here with the Ibanez Racing Team will submit an expression of interest that makes up the ones that we're aware of right now I'll take my leave. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the morning session. I'll be with you, I think, back back at the end of the session, Jim.
1: All right,
2: sounds good. That's uh, Graham Goodwin from Daily Sports Car, and you're listening to coverage of Test Day, live and exclusively on Mobile One, Radio Le Mans.